Are you ready? Are you ready? And now it's time for FinCast. Boom shakalaka. Wide receiver and fan favorite Brian Fennerin is talking Dirty Bird football. Powered by Scana Energy, the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons. Looking for Fennerin who leaps into the air, a touchdown. FinCast starts now. All right, Falcons fans, the first week is in the book, and lucky you, you are listening to FinCast, brought to you by Scana Energy, alongside the one and only, the legendary, according to him, Falcon, Brian Finran, I'm Tyler Nelson, and the first week is in the books, Finn. No doubt, excited about it, thanks to Scana Energy and everybody else that plays a role in FinCast. Mm-hmm. I was watching Manning Cast last night. This uh, is better. Monday Night Football. Yeah, this is best for the better. And I was yeah. thinking to myself, FinCast, if I could get all my brothers in here at one point, that would be a, quite the show. But those guys, I don't know if you watched much of it, but no, entertaining, funny. And as Joe Hamilton put it on the locker room this morning, a somewhat distracting because they're uh-huh. just talking over the plays and right. they're not really paying a 100% attention. But it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it is a lot of fun and, and, it's, um, and it's entertaining as hell. And I went back and forth as the uh, news that kind of took over the NFL last yeah. night in week one was Aaron Rodgers' most likely torn Achilles tendon, uh, ending his season in New York for the Jets, who have not one, not two, not three, not four, but LeBron-style, five more primetime games, standalone games coming up the rest of the season where we have to watch Zach Wilson and that team see if they can win another game. They win 22-16. Yeah, and I I actually watched the whole game, and what a finish. in overtime, a kick, a punt return touchdown. It was incredible and great blocking. Like the way they they broke it down after the game was was really really. The blocking was excellent. It was um, is it Xavion Gibson? Gibson. Thank Xavier you. Or Xavion Xavier Gibson. Xavier Gibson. So he starts out to the right and brings it back to the left. So the entire the punt coverage team shifted flows that way. over that way. You cannot do that. You have to stay lane integrity is what we call it. Right. So when you cover a kick. Think about like your fingers going down a piece of paper. You have to stay in that lane. Mm-hmm. You can squeeze, but as soon as you get to the point where you're like single file, you're 100% screwed, and that's what happened. And, it made me uh, think of the uh, Auburn-Alabama game a few years ago when that was returned for a, a touchdown, right. and, and it was the exact same thing. Like you said, they just shifted all over like a wave, and then once they did, he had them, and another great block so. that put him right in the end zone. But anyway, yep. uh, really a shame for what like you said looks like an Achilles tear for Aaron Rodgers and uh, what <laughs> the story that led the NFL offseason now gone. gone. But the story for us here on FinCast is the Falcons win, among some other plot lines that I can't wait to hear your in- input on. Um Falcons win twenty four to ten. I was there. I was actually at the game. Oh, nice! With, yeah, I was with uh, the fine folks from Scana, and it was uh, Lundy King's birthday. So happy, definitely not fifty seventh birthday to Lundy King. Happy birthday, Lundy! <laughs> and uh, it was a great game, and it's always great. And um, from the, from that vantage where the Scana folks are, but how did you of, feel like the crowd was first of all? The crowd was really good. It, it wasn't sold out, but it was the crowd was really showed up, and yeah. they were giving out flags, these waving flags at the at the door, and. Well, you know, they come over third down. It's like wave those flags, and then the crowd reacted. The crowd was definitely in into the game, so there was good energy, and hopefully, another a win puts us uh, more motivated crowd as we grow the season. But you know, one of the negatives of being out of the game is you ne- can't necessarily latch onto all the minutia of each of the plays. And mm-hmm. so, with you not being at the game, watch on TV. Tell me what your overall first first thoughts are, off the cuff thoughts. For sure, I had an opportunity to be up at uh, Harris Cherokee Resorts and Casino in Cherokee, North Carolina. We were 
at the bar outside watching in a cabana with some different oh, guys. That sounds terrible. Uh, yeah, it was not. It was not too shabby. Super frustrating. Like I can't begin to tell you how frustrating it was to watch that football game from a bar with like not yep. all the sound on and everything else. Um, I got to the cabana where they had the sound every once in a while, but it was a little bit too crowded. And I was yelling at the TV, and I didn't want to bother too many people. Three and out <laughs> to start the game, and then Carolina goes on a I think eleven play. 50-yard drive, takes up six minutes and change, and you get down to the 11-yard line of the Falcons, and it's third and one and then fourth and one, and the defense just digs their heels in. Grady Jarrett, Onyemata, Caden uh, Ellis, Troy Anderson, Jesse Bates. Oh, uh, man. I mean, the entire Jesse crew. Jesse Bates had a hell of a game, and I'll get, I have some stats on that in a second. I'll get to The it. entire crew yeah. stops him on fourth down, a really game-changer. Uh, Falcons mm-hmm. punt again on the next series. Then we get the interception by Jesse Bates, and we got to go 17 yards to score a touchdown. So the defense led to the offense in this game, and sometimes that's what you need when you have a young quarterback, Absolutely. learn how to play, getting comfortable with an offensive line that struggled early. So frustrating, yes, but but really exciting and fun to watch our team win a football game. Yeah, to the frustrating um, point, I'll start there because it ends <laughs> with the positive. Of, but I texted you about halfway through the first half and said, can you text Matt and ask him if he can come out of retirement, please? Two quarters in, I'm already over the Desmond Ritter experiment. <laughs> and you said, laughing my ass off, this is awful. <laughs> it was. The quarterback play was awful. Awful is, is interesting because he had a lot of pressure on him um, from Carolina. He's got a really good defense. Brian Burns was terrorizing our tackles. Up inside was Derek Brown. Uh, Luvu was one of the linebackers I was in the backfield a lot, too. So for all that to happen and for what Desmond Ritter did as far as his numbers are yeah. concerned. I mean, he didn't kill us. He didn't turn the ball over. He didn't. He didn't lose, lose his game. You're mind. right. Yeah. You're absolutely right about that. 15 for 18 and a paltry 115 yards passing with one touchdown. Of course, that's that swing pass to uh, Bijan Robinson, which was excellent. Uh, right. But absolutely, Sports Center top five on Sports Center this morning. Was it um, the drop step, the make a guy miss, squeeze between two guys, and score a touchdown? That's the type of plays we expected from him. Yeah, he, sh- he, he definitely looked like a first-round draft pick in that play, and mm-hmm. even the rest of the game, even though his numbers weren't huge. But, uh, yeah, it just looked like he wasn't getting rid of the ball fast enough. He wasn't going through his progressions. He wasn't looking downfield enough, it just looked like to me. But then again, like you said, the, their, it, our offensive line did not have a great day. No, he was pressured. He was sacked four times. He was pressured quite a bit. And, again, he took care of the football. He was 15 for 18 and uh, 115 yards. The run game was solid, 26 carries as a group. For 130 yards, really excited for that one-two punch of Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algier, uh, who really did the most of the work for 25 of the 26 carries and 131 yards, I believe, between those two. So to go back to your point, though, when you said the defense kind of led to the offense and that's something you need with you got a young quarterback, Jesse Bates, two interception and one forced tackle. Forced fumble. Forced fumble, excuse me. One forced fumble. That led to 17 of the 24 points. Like that's that's it. That's your ball right game, man. And then you find a way to score uh, later in the game with Tyler Algier on a nice little drive mm-hmm. to cap that thing off. So to, to do what you're talking about, to not turn the ball over offensively, to get three turnovers. Jesse Bates, the third, wearing <laughs> yeah. number three back there, um, the greatest free agent pickup in the history say, of we... Falcons franchise, <laughs> based off of one game. Yeah, <laughs> with all his tackles, the two interceptions. Um, the 10 tackles, five solo, two passes deflected, two interceptions, and a forced fumble. Are you kidding me? What a stud. Not only did he lead our off defense, he led our offense into the end zone as well. So just spectacular. Yeah, what a a free agent signing from what? Cincinnati, right? Absolutely. And uh, just, I mean, 
if we can have that kind of, and obviously we've talked a lot about Richie Grant and whether he's going to show up or not, whether he's going to end up working out. If we can have that guy leading our secondary like that all season, we've got a lot to be excited about and a lot to be hopeful for. But to that, so let's look. Let me ask you about this week. So Jordan Love and the uh, the Jordan Love era in Green Bay has started, and they stomp the Bears at Soldier Field in Mm -hmm. Chicago. So what we have in in Green Bay coming in, we're a one point uh, underdog, which basically is a wash, I guess, for a home game, but. What what are we facing here? Because it looks like Jordan Love has has some game. Yeah, it was interesting. They only rushed the ball for 92 yards, threw the ball for 245, so they didn't go crazy. Uh, I think similar to what we got going on, a young quarterback, you want to commit to the run and try to take care of your young quarterback in Jordan Love. I think that's what they did against the yeah. Bears. Mm-hmm. They really made some nice halftime adjustments because that game was, I believe, 10-10, to 10-6. Green Bay led at halftime, and then they go crazy and scored 28 points in the second half for the 38-20 to 20 victory. And um, it's a team with Matt LaFleur coaching them yep. from the Kyle Shanahan. Well, of course. Yep. Yep. He, was an, he was an offensive coach here in the system, worked underneath Kyle Shanahan, runs the same system, understands that system very well. One of these young and up-and-coming, smart, savvy offensive play callers. And he's going to do whatever he can to take advantage of any mismatches he sees on the Falcons' defense with their offense. So Jordan Love. You just got to try to contain him and um, and see if you can't just limit the big plays with this team. If you can keep them between the 20s, the Falcons have a really good shot of going 2-0 at home this year uh, in twenty twenty. All right, so then let me ask you this. If we win on Sunday, what what goes right? Uh, if we win on Sunday, you see very similar to what happened this week. You turn okay. you turn the uh, their Green Bay Packers over on offense. You take advantage of a young quarterback in Jordan Love, mm-hmm. make him throw in places where he's not supposed to, get some more pressure on him as well. Yeah, we need more of that. A few more sacks. And then the run game continues to to go through Tyler Algier and Bijan. And, I mean, Hudson Mason this morning was making a big deal about only throwing for 115 yards, which is not fun to watch. It's not pretty. It's not sexy. It's really not. And it's not today's NFL, really. No, it really isn't. And it will improve. Yeah. But taking care of the football, managing the game, what you got to do for the early part of the season. So no turnovers on offense. Up the passing game a little bit. You got to find yeah. Drake London has yeah. to touch with catch. And that's football. the thing. I, I he had one drop. He, he had he had one. But that, how many how many targets did he have? Just one. that one. And he dropped it, which was a bad drop. So yeah. that's not on Desmond Ritter. But that was I just didn't understand why he wasn't targeted more. And Kyle Pitts too. Well, he, but then again, there were only eighteen passes. One hundred percent. So yes. Uh, so, so basically, gonna, same game, just a little more passing. Absolutely. Yeah. Defense was great. Continue to do what they're doing. Find some way to get some big plays down the field to Drake London and. Um, and Kyle Pitts, who made a really nice really catch. Really nice catch. Um, that was a beautiful catch on I his did, part. Yeah, I did. Um, and I'll tell you, what, going back to your question about the crowd, the crowd went absolutely berserk when he did that. That was, it was it an was incredible a super athletic, catch. Uh, so play. Uh, let's finish with this. Uh, you told me, and I said, nope, don't tell me what, the, what they mm-hmm. are, but you said that Desmond Ritter leads the NFL in one category and is second in another category. That's correct. Brian Fenneran, what are those categories? All right, you ready? Yeah. Who would have thunk it? So I'm going to ESPN.com. I'm clicking on the link. For stats for offensive quarterbacks, and you click on completion percentage in all of the NFL, <laughs> and number one is Desmond Ritter. <laughs> the entire he went 15 NFL. For 18. <laughs> he's the oh, it is amazing. So he's 15 for 18, 83% completion percentage uh. <laughs> for 115 yards. The other one you ask, what yep. is he for second um, rating wise? So rating QB, is, QBR. You know what? It's a passer rating, so right. they call it. 
Jordan Love is number one. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. I don't even know how that's possible. They do some kind of math and whatever. Right. I guess as he had three touchdowns, no interceptions, and 245 yards. Desmond Ritter is number two with a, pa- a passer rating of 111.8. So it's kind of like a slugging percentage of baseball. I guess it is, yeah. <laughs> so there's some math that goes into it. But so we got the, the top two in, in passer ratings uh, dueling this Sunday. That's exactly right. Um, very do. interesting. But again, if you look at those stats, you'd be like, oh, man, Desmond Ritter had a weekend. And it's like, yeah, well, if you don't can really yeah. try anything past five yards, then it's a lot easier to complete. I was at the casino this weekend with my wife. We put some uh, futures bets down on our Falcons as well. Oh, so yeah? we got the over eight and a half. Uh-huh. And we saw that, and the odds were fine. They're not great. I think it's minus over eight and a half wins total. Yeah. Oh, I take that bet every time. All right. Well, we did. And then I saw another one that said um, ten or more wins. And I was like, if I'm going over eight and a half, I'm gonna. I'm assuming they're gonna win nine. Yes. And if I can get them to win ten, the odds were much better in your favor. Ten or more wins on the season. So we jumped on that one as well. And then we had them win in the division as another one, which is plus three hundred or plus five hundred. So. Some futures bets out there on the Falcons we will keep tabs on throughout the course of the season and see yeah, when some more we than do others. those. <laughs> no question about it. So I'm excited about this team. I'm excited about Arthur Smith and Ryan Nielsen, the yep. defensive coordinator and the play caller and the head coach yep. for the Falcons and, and Arthur Smith. The free agents so far on the defensive side of the ball have stepped up and made huge impacts. Grady yep. Jarrett, we had him on every week, every Tuesday at 9 yep. in the morning in the locker room mm-hmm. on 680 The Fan. You can tap that app if you'd like as well. So there's a bunch of stuff going on, and uh, should be a fun, fun season. Yeah, no, I mean, all things, uh, you know, knocking on Desmond Ritter aside, it, very electric team. Even I mean, if a team could be electric on defense, that's that's a rare quality to have, and I'm, I'm with you, but you're actually putting your money with your mouth as an investing yes, sir. in this team Let's this go. season. All right, uh, Falcons fans, we will see you next week on FinCast, but of course, in the meantime, catch Brian Finneran, Joe Hamilton, Hudson Mason, John Michaels, and home team Brandon Leak every morning on 680 The Fan, 6 to 10. And on the 680 Fan app, Brian Finneran, we'll see you next week on FinCast. You know it. Rise up. Thank you for tuning in to FinCast, brought to you by Scana Energy, the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons. FinCast is hosted by Brian Finneran, co-hosted and executive produced by Tyler Nelson. If you'd like to reach out to the show, email Tyler at tyler at 680thefan.com. FinCast is hosted by 680thefan on thepodcastpark.com and is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Opening and closing music by Atlanta band Gringo Star and their song, I Will Not Follow. Thanks for tuning in to FinCast. We'll see you next week. Appreciate you, dog. <laughs>